You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. In this episode, we have Nicole Padilla, who is a graduate of Clovis High School 2010 and is currently pursuing her master's degree in communicative disorders at Eastern New Mexico University. We have Nicole in the program so that she can talk about her journey, her experiences, and what it was like for her being in a program. So coming up in just a bit, Nicole Padilla. It was really fun to uh, sit down with Nicole and talk about and reminisce a little bit about the Upper Brown program. We were able to talk about uh, her experiences, uh, her journey in college, and it was just a fascinating interview. And that is uh, right at the core of the story for a lot of uh, Upper Brown students is how they recognized their passion for college and how they wanted to be present and continue on to this journey. So I'm very proud to present this interview with Nicole Padilla. Remember, listeners, if you would ever like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, please send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Again, thank you to Student Access for sponsoring today's episode. And a huge thank you to our fans for continuing to listen. We appreciate you so much. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. My guest today is a Clovis Community College Trio Upward Bound alum and is currently working on her master's degree at Eastern New Mexico University. She attained her bachelor's degree at the same institution with a major in communicative disorders. And highlights include... Uh, the Trio Voice Award in 2009, received her Associate of Arts in Liberal Arts in spring 2013, received her Bachelor's of Science degree in Communicative Disorders in December 2015, and is currently working on her Master's degree in the same field and is projected to earn her degree in December 2020. I would like to welcome Nicole Padilla to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Nicole, welcome. Hello. Hey, Juan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me today. I really I feel honored um, oh, to be here today. 
Well, we, we are honored. It's, uh, it's an honor on this end to have you on the podcast. Uh, when I put out the call on Facebook and you responded, I was like, yep, definitely have to have her story on the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Um, you have, you, so for full disclosure for the audience, Nicole was one of my students at the Trio Clovis Community College Upward Bound program. And we, you've gone through a lot. I mean, you've gone through, uh, talent search, then Upward Bound. Um, but not to get too, too ahead of ourselves, can you share a little bit with the audience about uh, about you and your likes and dislikes? Yeah, so as Juan stated, um, we kind of go way back in time, I guess, if you will. He was <laughs> he was the uh, assistant director, am I right? I was an academic coordinator. There you go. He was something. He was just bossing us around. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, he was I, there... I, well, I mean, he got us to do what she wanted, but, you know, well, he, um, so we met very early on and we kind of hit it off. Um, you were just a very great inspiration, you know, to us. We were very a close net of family and upward bound. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a good time. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to share my, um, you know, my story with Trio because Trio does work. I love it. And I know that, you, again, you were the one doing all the hard work and you came up to us and you wanted to um, wanted to figure out what was the best path forward for you. So I know it's been a long time. Uh, earlier, we were talking right before we recorded this podcast that your 10-year reunion is coming up. Yes, it's coming up <laughs> and it's quite scary because I didn't think that I graduated high school 10 years ago. You know, it just, it's not... Vivid. So, but I mean, we'll see where the class reunion takes us. I don't. I think we were supposed to have it this summer, but I don't know if we're going to have it. Even you know, with everything that's happening right now, right? As the so, pandemic has kind of thrown everything off, how are you and your family handling this entire event? Um, we're doing good. Um, I'll have to say, like for the first two weeks, I was kind of thankful. I know that sounds horrible, but I was kind of thankful because I was able to play catch up um, in grad school, which those two weeks were very helpful. Mm-hmm. But after the two weeks, I really understood what was going on and how serious this nature was. And it really did kind of miss me up in my studies as well. But yeah, I think yeah. there was there's pros and cons, right, to this whole pandemic that we have um, people that were like, oh, you know, grateful I'm going home. But mm-hmm. being home was also a little bit stressful. And a lot of students were, you know, saying kind of similar things like, yeah, it was, it was good to catch up. But at the same time, there was this kind of being at home is not, doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good being home for such a long time. But uh, I know there was pros and cons to both. Yeah. And I feel like it made me realize like what I'm thankful for and what, you know, the little things that we take for granted. Like I w- yeah. would just love to go to a coffee shop and just sit there and do homework for hours. And I have to do it here. Yes. I do have an office in my house, but I like to go out and do homework other places and kind of get, you know, a different, you and whatnot and not going out for for drinks or going out for dinner and you know just like the little things like that you know just makes me realize what we take for granted yeah so So, yeah i know that being connected to facebook is certainly different i get to see some of what you're up to uh however there you've done so much since you graduated from high school like i said i can barely believe that it's been 10 years um (laughs) how, how how has life been for you how has life treated you how are you doing I am doing good. Um, I'm still here in lovely old Clovis. Um, I'm still with my boyfriend. Um, 
Dario, which oh, right I was on. dating him since when I was in Upper Bound. So yeah. still engaged to my, you know, high school sweetheart. Um, we bought a house here. We're just kind of, you know, filling the grounds here for a little longer. And then we're going to end up um, adventuring out to move. Okay. So, but everything's good. My mom always asks about you. Uh, she always tell her I miss her. on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell her I miss her and that I missed her. Uh, her making the enchiladas. Oh my God. They were amazing when yeah. Uh, um, something for the, li- for the listeners is that I kind of convinced one like, Hey, get me out of, I don't remember what class it was. It's like, get me out of this class. I'll make you a deal. My mom will make you enchiladas. And let me tell you one sure did write me a slip to go home in my car in the middle of, I don't know, fourth period to yeah. go get these enchiladas. And I just stayed there. We were having yeah. advising. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't believe you remember that. It's I remember amazing. that. She made you a full pan. I remember she did. that. She did. And I was living <laughs> off of those. Um me and my my kids at the time, we were just like we that we were fed. We were we were well fed, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. Tell her I miss her. Tell her that I, I said hi and everything. Um <laughs> well I know that uh you some of your hobbies include reading books. Any good books that you've been reading lately? You know, like, I haven't been reading because grad school requires you to read more intricate stuff. And so, but when I plan, when I graduate, I plan to start reading. Like, I'm so excited to start reading again. But fortunately, I don't have time to read now, but I'll get there. I I can hear you because uh, in graduate school, I did a lot of reading. And I think by the time Mm -hmm. my graduate program ended, I felt like I'm done with reading for a while. And it took me a while to get back into just like leisure reading, you know? Yeah. And I get eye strains too. Yeah. Oh, same. same. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. So Nicole, let's get into the podcast. Uh, Let's talk about your beginning, your origin story, if you will. When did you know that you wanted to go to college and how did you discover Upper Bound? Well, um, since I could remember, my parents were always like very strict on me in terms of grades. Like if I would get bad grades, they would take away my car, take away my phone. I got good grades. They would give me money, you know, give me what I wanted or what I was working for. Um, but early on, like they were very strict on me. And I felt like that kind of lay, laid a foundation of why I'm so successful today. Um, my dad did retire as a roofer up until his retirement. Mm-hmm. And he would off, I vividly would remember him coming home from work and he was so absolutely so, so tired. And he would tell me, you know, you need to, he would tell me in Spanish and mind you, I don't speak Spanish, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. So he would tell me, um, you know, you need to go to, you need to go to college so you don't work like me. And so that statement has always stayed with me. Um, so from then on, I knew I wanted to pursue higher education in order to, you know, kind of work comfortably, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that's where it all started. Um, as you stated earlier, I was involved in talent search in junior high, I believe. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I think her name was Dorothy. With her, did she had curly hair. She was at Eastern. Was her name? She had a twin, uh, Dorothy. Uh, Doris. 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 Well, I had the D. And I remember. I think it was Doris that told me, um, you know, that Columbus Community College is getting an upper bound. You would probably be a good candidate, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And so we kind of got the you know, the people were going cause I couldn't be involved in two programs at the same oh, time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, I went ahead and I joined, um, CCC's upper bound. It was, right. it was smooth selling. 
I remember that moment vividly too. I remember you came in. Uh, we did like an interview type style type of. Oh, question. I don't even remember. That's hilarious. Oh, really? I don't remember now. Um, and I remember Ashley was the first one that said, "Yep, we got to have her in." And we were just excited. I think you were one of our first. You were among the first group to apply for the Upward Bound program. Yeah, it was still new because you know we had the you guys had the Upward Bound at Eastern, but there's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was really, it was really fun. Yeah. So. What did you enjoy most about the Upper Bound program? What was um, some things that you really liked? I mean, you guys took us everywhere. Like we went to Colorado. Um, we're from New Mexico. So we went to Colorado, went to the game. Um, we would go visit plenty of colleges. We would go to workshops. We'd go out to eat. We would go to the mall. We'd go to amusement parks. Parks. I mean, there were so many things that we've done. Yeah. Um, and it was just so much fun because, you know, we're around like, you know, 30 other kids that are same, our same age. And we have this like cool charter bus mm-hmm. that we had our own screen and we were just really well taken care of and what? spoiled, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think one of the running jokes for upward bound programs is that students, they're, they're always well fed, you know, that we always look out for yeah, you. Yeah. Like we had the- a limit, like it was like the $30 <laughs> limit for today. I remember... When we went to Tacanos and we had like the oh, limit right. and Ashley's like, all right, well, here's your $30 for dinner. And here's, you know, she was just going down the line and passing the money along. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my gosh. It was such a fun experience and mm-hmm. we've had a, we've had a lot of fun. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there any specific event or trip that really sticks out in your mind that you've really enjoyed? And you're like, that one will always forever be in my, in my mind. Um, I, let me think. Went to the baseball game. I remember the baseball game. Mm-hmm. Went to go see the Rockies play. Like that was, that was a lot of fun. And just kind of, you know, seeing the different colleges um, was just so much fun. I remember, because we didn't technically live on dorms, like we did it for one semester, but it was just like a, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, it was an experimental it was just, try, and we're just like it was a trial, and it just was not for. And I think you guys quickly understood that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, and and this is right where first year we were trying everything, and once we mm-hmm. felt like this dorm thing wasn't going to work out, I think Ashley was just like, you know, yeah, we're we're going to change the format next year. So we just, yeah. we just went with that. I mean, we got, you guys had a, planned us a lot of good trips. I mean, even just the stipends that we would get, like, mm-hmm. what was it like 40 bucks a month? I think so. Yeah. For having to do X, Y, and Z, but we've had a lot of good experiences. I know our senior year, I didn't go cause I went, I went with my sister home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys went to New York. So that was, mm-hmm. that looked fun from the pictures. Yeah. I, I didn't end up going to New York. I think, uh, oh. that was the year I, I think that the fall 20, oh, I can't remember what year now. I think it was 2009. I, I had left Upper Bound and I went to Gallup. Oh, really? Yes. You don't remember. Cause I graduated in 2010. Yeah. I do remember, uh, that following year or the, the semester after, uh, I remember receiving an invite uh, from you all to uh, to go to the Clovis High School graduation, which I think I, I went. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it was it was it was fall 2009 when I left, and I didn't get to go to that trip. So dang, that's that sounded like fun. Yeah, it did. But I wanted to be with family. But yeah, we went on a lot of trips. It was just I was just we were always so thankful and you know blessed with every opportunity we had. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you've been involved with Upper Bound early on. Uh, as you went through your high school years, uh, do you feel like that Upper Bound prepared you academically or socially to enter college? I did. I feel like they provided us with, you know, a plethora of workshops, different things to help us kind of, you know, get us going into college. Um, I feel like I wouldn't have had the knowledge that I would have in terms of financial aid, because we would have a lot of financial aid workshops and not just us, but our parents would come and they would, you know, you guys would go over how to fill out the FAFSA and talk about grants and scholarships and all that. So I felt like we were were well-versed in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, And socially, yes. I mean, you guys did everything, but, you know, you prepared us in every way that, you know, that we needed. So and I, I just want to quickly acknowledge uh, Ashley and Amanda for, you know, they they went above and beyond. And I remember Jean, Jeannie Preciado as well uh, that have done a lot for the Upper Bound program. Yes, yes. I don't know where Ashley, I know Amanda's in Lovebook because I'm on Facebook, yeah, yeah. but I don't know where Ashley's at. Yeah, I think we all lost touch with with Ashley and uh, she, she I think she's in Texas and uh, she's doing something. Because um, mm-hmm. the last I heard, she was a director of something. I oh, just can't okay, remember cool. But uh, yeah, I, I remember the original team and I remember, gosh, a, a lot of things that have happened since. Um, I know that financial aid is part of, you know, the education part that Upper Bound gives you. Uh, what what steps did you finally take to start transitioning to college? What, did you go to a community college first or did you immediately jump into a four-year university? Um, so I went ahead and I went to Clovis Community College. It's just a little college um, in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys kind of prepared me, um, you know, going in that route, how to apply for school. We obviously learned that in Upper Bound, um, how to apply for financial aid, what classes you need to take, who do you need to talk to, um, and so forth. And since Upper Bound was already in-house in that community college, we already know who to talk to, where to go, and so forth. So that was very handy because I felt like if I didn't have, if I wouldn't have attended Upper Bound, I don't think I would have known Mm. where to start in college, especially as being a first generation college student. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you spent some time at CCC. You attained your associate's degree. Uh, What did you get it in? Um, I got an associate's um, in liberal arts. I just got, um, you know, associates just to transfer over for my credits so that way I would get my bachelor's degree kind of, I would just essentially I use my associates as a stepping stone to transfer to, to Eastern. That's amazing. So you chose Eastern New Mexico university. What led you to that decision to attend ENMU? Eastern is cheap. I have to say <laughs> compared, <laughs> compared, to well, honestly, compared to other universities. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's cheap. It really mm. is. Um, and I was not necessarily looking for the, you know, the full college experience. Mm. I wasn't going to stay in the dorms. I was just going to commute back and forth because it's only like a 30-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a really good um, communicative disorders program. So that's, well, that's awesome. initially what, you know, why I was interested in ENMU. 
Awesome. So just real quick, from one Greyhound to another, you made the right choice. Uh, EMU <laughs> is a great university, and I still I still love the university. And it's my first love. Even though I'm working for a, a, another four-year institution, it's still ENMU, uh, the Greyhounds will always be, uh, they'll always be part of you. And no matter where you go, it's it's always nice to have that uh, sense of community. Yeah, and I feel like if I, I, honestly, like I didn't spend nothing on my bachelor's. Like my bachelor's degree was 100% free. Probably paid for like a summer semester here and there, but between lottery and between, you know, financial aid and my scholarships, I didn't pay nothing. So it was free. My That's bachelor's amazing. was free. Yeah. That's but amazing. Let's not talk about my master's, but my bachelor's <laughs> was free. <laughs> the bachelor's is free and it comes in handy, right? And now you're yes. to a master's. But hey, at least, yeah. right, you're not going to graduate with forty or $50,000 in debt, you know? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so the decision you, you decided to still stay within, within Eastern and now it's, um, with that, what was your experience at ENMU like? Is it was it? I know you said that you weren't really looking for the for the full ENMU experience, um, but were those classes still hard to get to, or or did you have to commute a lot, or did you go into online classes? What happened there? I believe um, at that time I had online classes because it's. Um, you have to be on what well, necessarily like you don't have to be on your computer on real time. You just do your homework as you go. So I would sometimes commute back and forth or I would be online. So that's really all that I did. Like I said, I didn't, I just commuted back and forth. I really didn't stay for any of the social events or any of the, right. you know, the cultural events or anything like that. But okay. overall, I think I had a really good experience. It wasn't hard to sign up. All my classes transferred over. I didn't have no problems. I think just like one class didn't transfer for my particular degree, which was a science class. I had to take chemistry, I think. So it wasn't that bad. Um, and it was, it was pretty easy. I mean, it's more, Eastern's more of a sister college compared to CCC. So it was, the transition was super smooth. In terms of support, did you receive any sort of support while at Eastern? Um, just really like financial aid. Again, I wasn't really involved in anything. Um, they do have the trio program there, but I was just so busy that I just didn't have the time or, you know, I was working in between jobs and, you know, just trying to get everything, you know, get all my uh, requirements off the way since I already have my basics done. So you were a transfer student going from Clovis Community College to Eastern New Mexico University. Were there any challenges that you experienced? And if so, how did you overcome them? Well, um, like I said, it was just a smooth transition. I did not really have trouble at Eastern. I would say the trouble that I had at Eastern was probably the first year of graduate school because it's like you like wake up that quick and you're like, I don't know what just happened, but I have to read like 60 chapters by tomorrow and I need to learn a new alphabet. I may be exaggerating, but it's <laughs> wow. graduate school is like that. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't have a good um, first semester. I just was not ready and I did not necessarily understand how heavy the coursework was going to be. So, but I had a few setbacks, but with my advisor, I was able to get back on track. That's good. That's very good. I know that you said you weren't very involved at Eastern, but did you occupy your your time in other ways? I know you were in between jobs as well, but were there other things that kept you busy? 
just work in school was the name of the game. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> new, really. Just work in school. Um, you sound like a true college student that, yeah. that's in graduate school at the moment. Yeah, I don't have time. I don't have time to do anything. I don't have time to do anything. But I. So, Nicole, just to reflect with you a little bit, like that was life for me uh, when I was completing my graduate work. It just felt like you had very little time for anything else. Like I would go to work. Uh, and then as soon as work was done, I was immediately into my books. And then uh, a coworker of mine who would travel with me to conferences, uh, they usually hold a lot of social events for professionals. Uh-huh. Uh, I would lock myself in the room and not go to anything and just like immediately start writing on my next thesis or my next um, uh, or reading my next ch- chapter of a book. Because that, that I agree with you, the master's program just keeps you that busy. Yeah. And I think the, I was still working at the time, like when I initially got in, I was working as a developmental specialist for a birth to three um, center and I got in and I realized how heavy it was going to be. And I wasn't happy with my job. So I switched to working. I was working in the school as a speech therapy assistant for Clovis school. So I really enjoyed that. And then I realized I can't do two things right now. It's just too much. Um, so I stopped for a little bit and then I worked another year or two and it worked out. I mean, it was fun. I got to work. Yeah. I was able to make money, which I haven't been this year because my clinicals have been very extensive, but there's no way that I can work. Um, yeah. But I miss it. So hopefully back in August, I'll be able to work again. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, so kind of going back a little bit, you must be extremely happy to have completed your bachelor's degree what was the driving force behind getting the master's degree? What, what motivated you to do that? Well, I was very elated to earn my bachelor's degree. Um, as I said earlier that I'm a first um, generation college student and I was the first one in my family. So that really meant a lot. Um, I honestly like had to earn a master's degree in order to work as a speech language pathologist So aside from that, I also had more of an external drive that I wanted to complete this degree and kind of, you know, just check it off the box that I completed it and just starting something you finish, I think is my whole mindset. Yeah. I think you have, yeah. And I know that there've been some challenges here and there. What, uh, what kept the drive going? I know that you said there's external influences that you said that you just wanted to keep pushing, but, uh, that motivation, where did it come from? That, that think, just the desire. Yeah. Um, I think I just wanted to, I just wanted to be proud of myself. Like, you know, I did this, I did this with no one's help. Um, and I think the other half is just to make my parents proud. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lost my father in when I had in January after I had lost, I lost my father in January. Um, and then I earned my associates that May. So, but I remember when he was, my dad was on hospice, he was pretty sick and he had told me, you know, please finish your degree for me. And so that always has oh. resonated with me. So I think that earning another degree on top of what I've already promised him, I'm sure yeah. he's, you know, smiling. Well, our hearts go out to you, Nicole. Oh, thank you. Uh, I don't know personally what it is to feel, to lose a family member, but I know that uh, your father must be really proud and definitely smiling from heaven and you're doing amazing work. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, the accomplishment, you know, just fulfilling it and just feeling accomplished, just chasing the next dream. I think that's what's driving force. So the master's program certainly keeps you busy. 
What's some advice that you would share to students seeking a post-secondary degree, whether it's an associate's or a master's? I would say um, for future students to just get all the help you can. I know that if you're involved in upper bound, they make you take silly career or, um, you know, quizzes and stuff like which path you should go down based on your personality. I remember that very, very vividly. Yeah. And, um, you know, attending the workshops, you know, what kind of leader you would be. And they were very, when in Upward Bound, you guys had a lot of workshops that were centered around leadership and, you know, be the, I forgot what that slogan was that one summer, like, be the person, I don't know, it was be something. That's be the change you want to see. Be or the something. change, yes, be yeah. the change. Um, you know, just, yeah, so just to, you know, doing all those little things that you made us do, even though we didn't understand why, which I understand now, 10 years later, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of soaking up everything you're, you know, you're giving us, all the advice, you know. And not only that, just to ask questions if you're unsure, ask a question. I think the how, it's funny how that works, right? Where at the, at, the, at the moment, as a student, you really don't understand why everything's being presented to you in a certain way. And then yeah. years down the line, for some students, it's like, that's why they did it this way or yeah. that's why. So yeah, it, totally. I, I th- it's really cool when, when I'm reflecting with students or when I'm talking to former students that they, they go like, yeah, now I get it. I, I see why you all are doing that in the first place. So it's, yes. really, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Really so, enjoyed it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you, what are some words of wisdom for TRIO staff who are constantly communicating with their students, encouraging them to follow the best possible path? And what would you like to say to those professionals? I would say just continue to reach out to past students, either, you know, even if it's on Facebook. Um, Like I said earlier, like I've had a really good relationship with you guys with um, between Upward Bound and um, Student Support Center. When I was at CCC, um, Sandra Garcia Reyes, um, yes. Sandra Reyes Garcia, I'm sorry, I said it backwards. Sandra Reyes Garcia, she was the director of TRIO at that time of the mm-hmm. SSS at Community College. And, you know, I would be freaking out because I'm like, wow, this is my credits don't transfer. And she's like, no, Miha, just sit down and listen. I promise you they're going to transfer. Like, yeah. and then she would show me on paper, you know, if you do this, this is a class you need to take. And, you know, she was always there for me every yeah. day, anytime amazing. that I needed her. Um, but I would also like to say a special thank you to you, obviously, oh, um, you, as well as Ashley Bacchus, who we were speaking about earlier, and Amanda um, Edwards. You guys were just amazing. We had such a great experience and, you know, with Upper Bound, and you guys really just, you know, try to push us forward and give us that extra push that we needed. Yeah. Well, Nicole, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, we need to have you on the post- podcast again, maybe after you graduate in December 2020. Yes, I would love to. Fantastic. Well, again, it was such an honor to have you on. Um, we need to definitely continue catching up. I'm going to definitely keep following up with you on Facebook and see how, how everything's going on there. And yeah, it was, it was, this was an amazing interview. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. Yeah, I think it was really fun, really fun. And we were able to kind of reflect, I mean, not reflect on everything, but it was time for the fun for the time being. Yes, absolutely. Um, any any last words of wisdom or anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, I would just say that TRIO works. I mean, I was a first-generation college student, and I'm already almost done with my master's in the next you know, semester or so. So TRIO does work. 
And I just want to thank you for everything you've done and, you know, just the trio programs work. That's all I can say. And thank you for all the hard work you've put in because you deserve a lot of the credit as well. Awesome. Thank you. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk TRIO. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk TRIO. We want to get your story to the public. That was a great interview with Nicole Padilla graduate of Clovis High School and graduate of Eastern New Mexico University and currently seeking her master's in communicative disorders. What an inspiration. Uh, we want to, again, thank our audience for continuing to listen. We want to thank uh, all our supporters. Um, and we just wanted to take a moment to say, please support us on the podcast and continue uh, sharing us, commenting, giving us reviews. Feedback is always welcome. We appreciate uh, all of you listening. Uh, we want this podcast to be spread far and wide. So whatever you could do on your end, either on social media or word of mouth, please spread us far and wide. You can uh, listen through Apple Podcast or Podbean. I want to thank the Let's Talk Trio podcast team, Amelia Castaneda, our marketing manager and producer, John Russell, our in-house musician and audio engineer, Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. Honorary members of Let's Talk Trio include Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Roger Chambers. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.